0: This is Madeline. And this is Cammie. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 79. Communities can be pretty lonely if no one joins them.
1: One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. Two can be as bad as one. It's the loneliest number
0: since the number one. I'm not really sure how to follow that up, Cammie. <laughs> I'm crazy. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do.
1: So Madeline, I love the old movie Field of Dreams, because I secretly wish I could just build all of the cool stuff in my head and people would just come.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Well, it doesn't exactly work that way. In order yeah. to get people to even know what you're doing, you have to have a promotion plan. That's really important. The type of promotion you you need to do will largely depend on the type of community you have, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the type of your community you have, there's really several different kinds I'm thinking of. I know there's probably more than this, but these are the two we're going to kind of cover today. And one is free and one is not. So there's some of these communities that you pay to be a part of. And there's some communities that you build and they're free communities and they may lead to a paid product in the future, or they might just be free. I know there's a lot of them out there that people just, you know, put together because they know people um, need a place to come and congregate. Uh, A little bit like social media breakfast that I have here in Houston. So is your community free? And if it is a free community. You might want to start with something that drives them to say, download a free gift or something like that, or come to an event like we do for social media breakfast. And then from there, you can invite them to be part of the group. It's definitely what we do here for Communities That Convert. You'll know that almost every episode, we invite you to our free group on Facebook. And the reason we continually say that to you is because someday we hope that it will drive you to stop and Go and join our community. I mean, that's really what we'd like. We'd like to grow that community. So we're really working on that right now. You know, there may be a time that we kind of turn our eyes toward building our email list. And part of this is really that as well. You want to try to ultimately capture somebody's email address because then you can communicate with them more directly. So if you have a free community, you're going to have to build your email list some way. And you also are going to have to build community itself. And the best way to do it is to constantly talk about the fact that there is a community to join. Don't you agree with that, Madeline?
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, it's it's all of this talk, all this chatter that will get people's interest. So many people say, well, I don't like to promote. I don't want to bother people. When you have something of value, which would be your community, you're not going to be bothering people simply by having a discussion about it, by just talking about it. I love that you said that with a free community, you want to build up an email list. And you've been so great, Cammy, with our community here, of uh, providing these great downloads, these free downloads that we have with some of our episodes when you go to the show notes, and people can get something, you know, which is great. And that's kind of like going the next level, right? Like, we did the episode, they can read the show notes, but now we want to give them something else to help them further.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's so important to think about how you can take it to the next level with your community and make that community happen. And once you're on the email list, then you're going to know what's going on with the community. Certainly, that's another way to go. And then if your free community leads to a paid product, which is a lot of what people are doing, especially if you're trying to have any kind of conversion on social media for your company, whether it be a course or it be a physical product or any other kind of thing. You know, If you're an attraction, I do a lot of travel and tourism, social media that I work with places like destinations and those kinds of things. And they want people to show up at their destination. So there's something maybe you're trying to drive people to. And if it is that kind of paid product or something where you're going to eventually have a kind of paid relationship, you may need to have a little bit more sophisticated funnel of promotion. And that might include that free gift, a challenge, a webinar, something that leads to an offer, a discount, whatever it is. And that's going to have to like drive people down that funnel to that purchase. But first, you have to create the value. And that is so, 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 so important. Value comes first, always, always, always. Before the sale, value, 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 value. And you know, as you build that value, people are going to trust you more and like you more and know you more. Know, like, and trust, as they say. And then they'll feel much more comfortable with you, you know, choosing you for the person that they want to buy that product from. So that promotion has to happen again and again over time. One of the ways, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, is through advertising. But that advertising needs to be strategic. You can continue to just get new leads into your business all the time, which is great. But what's even better is nurturing the leads you already have and bringing them to purchase. It's cheaper because you've already captured the lead, number one. And number two, those people, you've invested a lot of time and energy into them. And they've invested time and energy into you. So you should serve those people. I'm really kind of passionate about that.
0: I can tell I'm a big fan of of like hosting webinars. I think webinars are such a great way to lead into an offer. And I'm trying to do more challenges. We had Zach Spuckler on uh, last year and he's like the king of challenges. Like that is his niche. And I think challenges are something we're going to see more and more people embrace in this new year. It's just a great way to connect. And especially if you want to offer a paid product, It's it's a good way to bridge the gap between the free and your paid offering. Next up, let's talk about how to promote your community on all the different platforms, these social media platforms. Yeah. You know, as I said at the beginning of this episode, I love to promote and I like putting it out there and I don't want to hold back. You know, if we hold back, then people don't know what we have to offer. So it's really important to promote your community on the different social media platforms. So let's first talk about Facebook. Facebook is a good platform? Why? Because how many billions of people are on there? You know, like yeah, even actively? your grandmother's
1: on there. Everybody's on there, everyone, right? Everyone, everyone. Except for the on young there. people, they say the young people aren't. Yeah,
0: much, they're right. always moving around to something new and exciting. But whoever you're trying to reach, I can guarantee you, they're on Facebook and they're on there every day. So you want to utilize this, and there are so many different ways to connect with people uh, to promote our community on Facebook. We have Facebook pages, which are a great way to connect. Although these days you've got to really focus on paid advertising to get your pages used to be organic, did the job. Do you remember that, cami? Like you could just oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. post something on your page and organically you got all these likes and comments and it was awesome. And then Those things the days changed. Of,
1: of beauty, beauty, beauty. Yeah.
0: I still like to think organic works, but not so yeah, much on pages. But when it comes to our pages, it is important. You know, people say, Do I need to have a page? Yes. When we started this community, when we started this podcast, what was the first thing we did? We got on Facebook, we set up a page. Okay. We, so we, did. Did, we weren't going to rely just on a, I mean, you and I both have a large following on our personal profiles on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And we I've do. always done very well with my personal profile. I've used it to promote what I do because I want people to know. And that works really well. But it is important to have a page. So yes, we set up a page for this podcast. Do we get lots of people there? Not always, but that's why we also started a group. And it's important to have a group to Keep your community together. You know, a page is more of a one-way conversation. It's really hard to get conversation going on a page, but in a group, people come together, and it's a lot easier to have Mm -hmm. conversation. So, you and I have a really fun Facebook group for this podcast. I love going in there and reading all the comments and and great having Kyle. I think Kyle is going to be mentioned in every episode for now on because we always like to say great things about him because he's been a great community manager for us and he helps us run our Facebook group. So it's really important to embrace Facebook, utilize pages, utilize groups, and don't forget your personal profile. You know, have friends, you may have colleagues on there, just depending on how you built up your personal profile. I use mine for business all these years. That's why I'm at the 5,000 limit. Mm -hmm. I'm always at that 5,000 limit. I have to delete people when I want to add new people, but utilize these different places within Facebook. I do them all together. I promote, again, using our podcast as an example, when I'm promoting us on the page and in the group and in my personal profile, I see results.
1: Yeah, I do too. So it's great. And and you know, you can share other things too. And also there was something you talked about live streams too. Like if you're doing a live stream, we occasionally do a little bit of promotion around live streams. So we'll like, you know, put some information out and we've done it for the podcast too, where we've gone live and talked about that week's episode. We haven't done that in a while. We need to get back on that train. But when we do that, something that you do and something that I do as well is really a good idea. And why don't you share that little secret with them, what you do?
0: With the live stream? Yes. So what I do is, because. I do these live streams every week with both my Twitter chats, so basically twice a week I'm live streaming. And what I will do, I get a little sneaky, but I don't think people notice that what I'm doing. So the live stream is on my Facebook page. What I'm doing while we're on the Facebook page, I introduce my guests. While they're saying a little bit about themselves, I very quickly hit the share button during the live broadcast on Facebook and share it over to my personal profile. And I do this just to get some extra eyeballs on it. I don't type anything. I don't want to look like I'm doing anything. I just very quickly hit a share button, share it to my personal profile, done. And now I got extra people on there. And it, it can go a long way because these days in 2019, Facebook is not very good about letting people know you're live streaming. They don't notify, yeah. they used to notify everybody. Like they would notify mm-hmm. all your friends, right? And let everybody know hey, Madeline's live streaming right at this moment. They Mm -hmm. don't really do that anymore. So you're going to get more the recaps, but I want to capitalize on as many free people and on as many live people as possible. So that's why I just do this little strategy and it really helps. But talk a little bit about paid advertising because that's more your thing. And Facebook, you can do paid ads.
1: Yeah, and I'm gonna kind of lump Instagram in with that too for the paid advertising because there's some really good opportunities right now for promoting your content via Facebook. And what I love about promoting content via Facebook is it's a, it's a little bit cheaper because you're not trying to sell anything. And so, you know, Facebook will optimize for people to read your stuff or so on or click through. So I love that. Number two, if you're doing it around live streaming, especially you can actually start to collect an audience of people who've watched your videos. So you can do a little boost on your video whenever, you know, maybe the day or two after it happens, and then, you know, grow those numbers. And so the people that watch all the way through, you can then retarget people that watched more than, you know, 50% of the video, which means that they had some interest in it. And you automatically get over time, a really great audience of people that you can then boost your next Video too. So you've got those people who've watched more than 50%, then you boost your next video to those people. And then more of the people that are interested look at that. And then over time, as that number grows, then you can create what they call a lookalike audience. You have to have a certain number of people in that original audience before you can do that. And then that lookalike audience are people that are like the people who've watched more than 50% of your videos. And over time, you can have a very, very warm and accepting audience of your content that honestly costs a lot less per click than any kind of cold traffic.
0: That's excellent. Great strategy. I love this. Mm-hmm. Now, every time we put out a podcast episode, we have the show notes, we have a blog post on our site that has things that we talked about links to the things we discussed, and our call to action. Now, we always put this on our Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And on the page, as well as our personal profiles, we got to get the word out. But then let's talk about Twitter. We want to do the same thing on Twitter. So every time we have an episode go out, the first thing I do is I go over to my Twitter and I go promote the episode. And what I'll do is I'll do one live. Like let's say I just put out our new episode and we got the show notes up and running. I'll go do a live tweet right now. I'll go tweet it out, promote the heck out of it. Then I'll go and schedule a tweet to go out later. I want it to go out maybe six to eight hours later because I want to try to capture people who maybe aren't on Twitter right now, but they'll be on a little later. And the shelf life of a tweet is very short. So that can be really smart to schedule some of this out. So I want to utilize that. I want to utilize video, you know, using video to promote your community. It can go a long way. I can just sit here with my phone right now, make a little video, pop it into my Twitter, and use it as a way to and we and you've I done this with Instagram where we'll sit here while we're recording an episode at the end we are like hey let's do a quick Instagram story and just whip out our phones and do an Instagram story so these are great ways to promote your community on these different platforms what do you think with Twitter and Instagram how are you utilizing those
1: well stories and i'm going to say stories are huge for uh, for Instagram especially yeah. and now Facebook as well and you can share some of these things in both platforms. So stories are becoming kind of, I mean, they're huge on Instagram, and Facebook is working to kind of pull them up too. And I've been noticing them more on Facebook lately. So stories are another way that you can kind of do that where you create a little story, uh, kind of walk people through things and, you know, kind of direct them to go do something or join you at a certain point in time or, you know, go listen to the episode. Now with Instagram, unless you have the swipe up, you can't do that. But I can tell you again, in advertising, you can put a stories ad in Instagram, that you can have the swipe up. So you can pay a little bit of money to put that swipe up in for that day. So if it's a really important thing to you, and you're not quite at 10,000 yet, go ahead and pay for it and have them swipe up. It's great.
0: Now, speaking of Instagram, we had Tyler J. McCall on not that long ago. He was amazing. It was episode number 68. If you have not heard this episode, go to episode 68. It was strategies for staying connected through social media. And one of the things that Tyler talked about that was really interesting was the power of direct messages. And he talked about how much this is working for him on Instagram. We don't really think about wanting to do direct messages because that's a one-on-one instead of one-to-many, but it works on Instagram. He's not the only one that's really been evangelizing this. And you can do the same thing on Twitter. You can promote the use of direct messages, you know, hey, DM me for more information. And that can be really great way to connect with your audience and promote your community.
1: And on a more one to many point, there's mini chat, which we also had founder Michael Kale, excuse me, Yang. And he was on episode 59. And we talked about mini chat and how you could kind of grow your mini chat list. And I'm going to tell you that if you have a Facebook page, this may be the one way you can reach your audience. So you can just put it up and say, hey, Once you put together a mini chat bot, you tell people sign up and I'll get back to you and let you know when things are happening. I did that in the last social media breakfast and I had 42 people just like that sign up for it. So I would just tell you I'm at about 172 people on that bot now without even trying and I'm not really sending anything out to it yet. So I'm very excited to put these things into action that Mikhail taught us. So I'm very excited about that. So you want to listen to that episode because I did learn a lot from that episode. I have to be honest.
0: Yeah, that was a really great episode. And then there's also LinkedIn and LinkedIn, you know, it's not just for getting a job. You know, a lot of people think, oh, that's just the site. I put my resume up and I don't do anything else. LinkedIn has become a great place for posting articles, information, videos. People are getting great results with video on there. So when we have a new episode, I always go and post it over to my LinkedIn and make sure people know that there's a new episode out for this podcast. So it's a great way to promote what you're doing for your community on you know, a whole other social media platform. Do you use LinkedIn very much? Oh,
1: yeah, I definitely am always posting in LinkedIn. And that community is growing really fast clip. I kind of see a lot of opportunity there in the next year or two. They've put a lot of money in Microsoft has bought that and they've absolutely invested in getting that in order. Um, they've done a lot of work around the groups um, as well. I'm not sure how that's going to turn out. They had been a real spam trap, I think, for a lot of things. But they've now incorporated groups into the main platform. And so they're giving notifications if you're active in a group to you through your regular feed there, which they weren't doing before. So I don't know if that's going to catch on completely. But I know that, you know, definitely the feed is really, really hot right now. You know, sharing links is kind of, I think, the thing that most people do. But, you know, some people have done some experiments that say that even a text, just a really a text only kind of message on LinkedIn is working really well.
0: Yeah. The best thing to do is experiment and see what yep. works for you. But, but we're both getting some good results there. Yep. There are third party tools. Can you tell us a little bit about some third party tools that we can use?
1: Yeah. So there's some new kinds of things that are out there. And I'm going to talk, I'm going to give a shout out to one of our community members from Communities That Convert. His name is Mac Patel, and he's in our group. And he has this interesting tool called Ava Junto. And I'm saying that, I hope I'm saying that right. It's Spanish, probably A-V-A-J-U-N-T-O, Ava Junto. And that is a really interesting community because he's trying to build a community where you can create your own mastermind. Like get a couple of friends together, come over and have a little space where you can connect. Or, hey, why not have your community go there and build a little mastermind? And then you can promote there your content. Now, in a community setting like that, I wouldn't... I'd be very careful how you promote. You can actually listen to our episode about not sounding like a parrot. And I'm trying to remember what episode number that is. But that was just like two episodes back or so. And if you go Episode 76. 76. That's right. So if you go and check that out, that's really talking about how to make your announcements, if you will, or your promotions a lot more human. So definitely read that or listen to that depending on what you want to do before you do any of this promotion stuff. But Avajunto sounds like it would be a really cool place to build a small community and connect there and be able to share with each other, maybe a circle or something like that. And then Slack. Slack is huge. So many huge communities on there. Our friend Jeannie Dietrich, or Jenny, sorry. I'm sorry, Jenny. Jenny Dietrich, I was reading instead of knowing. Jenny Dietrich, we featured her in episode 35, How to Build a Converting Community Using Content. She uses Slack, and she has a very active group there for Spin Sucks. So I believe that that particular community and that episode might be really helpful for you if you're interested in seeing how a Slack community works. And of course, there's a lot of forums out there, like Reddit and a bunch of other forum sites that you can go to. I'd love to hear from you guys what kinds of third-party, you know, kind of communities you're kind of connecting with and sharing with people. So yeah, you can come do that in our uh, group. So we'll talk more about that in a minute. And then um, we're kind of moving into hashtags because I think hashtags are another powerful, powerful way to promote your community. What do you think about hashtags? Oh, you
0: know, I'm a fan of hashtags. I built my whole Twitter smarter brand off of, you know, it being a hashtag and using it to grow my community. It's, It's not just a Twitter chat. It's also the name of my podcast. It's also the name of an online training program I've really capitalized on a hashtag and really shown to people it can be done.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to say that I have become a huge fan of a podcast called Social Media Lab. And I'm a little bit of a geek that way because I love numbers, right? I love strategy and I love people that actually do the research. And so they do the research and all, all of these kinds of different things. And I actually have connected with four different episodes from this. And Agora Pulse, which is a company that lets you schedule your tweets and schedule your promotions and so on. They've done all of these um, different tests on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And they have found that hashtags are super powerful on all of those platforms. And yes, that includes Facebook. They found that one to five hashtags, not more than five, once you go over five, it's not good resulted in a 4% increase in reach on Facebook and more than a 50% increase in engagement. 50%. That's,
0: That's amazing. That's a lot. That's really interesting because Facebook, yeah, Facebook is not known for hashtags. And I remember years ago, a lot of us were trying to get people on board with this. And I remember Maury Smith was using hashtags in all of her posts. I was always using them. But people were like, no, we want one place where there's no hashtag. So it wasn't really embraced. But this is so interesting. We'll have a link to these episodes to Social Media Lab in the show notes because it's fascinating information. They're short podcasts, it's quick information, and it's very interesting stuff.
1: Yeah. So I'm not going to actually read all through those, but please go over to our com, and you can read all of the links to these episodes that tell you all of the stats for how the hashtags are helping and how many to use in each case. So definitely go over and look at our website. I would say, you know, head over there as soon as possible. So if you want to see all that, because I don't want to just spit numbers out at you that you won't remember later. So finally, Madeline, tell us about how we can get people to join.
0: Yeah, because now we want to see how do we get people to join our group. And one of the ways we can do this is by giving them a sample, like give them a little taste. And Kimmy, I think you have a little story you could tell about a certain company at a mall.
1: Yeah. So this was interesting. I was at the mall with my kids. And we went to a smoothie restaurant that was there. I won't name them, but we went to the smoothie place and my kids wanted to go there. And I was like, okay, fine. So I went over there and we ordered smoothies and there was nobody there. I mean, where there was no line, there was nobody anywhere near that place. And we ordered our smoothies. And you know how when they make the smoothies, they leave just a little bit in the bottom of the uh, blender. It seems like there's always a yeah. little extra leftover. Okay, she took those and she put them in little sample cups and she put them on a platter and they had a little you know, kind of stand. And she went out, she was only one person. She went out there and she just set them on the stand. And we came in, we were drinking our smoothies because I we just sat there in the restaurant and drank our smoothies. And while we did it, people started to come creep over and they, you know, some of them sampled and walked on. But pretty soon there was a line in the smoothie wow. store. Yeah. It was like a line of about five or six people. And then she would have taken the bottom of theirs and put them back out there again. So that's how she was attracting the crowd. You know, otherwise she had nobody in there. That's yeah. the truth. That's smart. I thought that was really interesting. And I thought, you know, that's a little bit like a free gift on the internet or a lead magnet, as we like to call them. Absolutely. A magnet because it draws people in to see what that's all about.
0: It really shows you the importance of having some kind of free gift, a lead magnet, a sample, something so that you let people see how awesome your product or service is. So I love that. I think that's awesome. Another thing we want to do is mention it often. Okay, you got to talk about this stuff. Tell people that you have a group and tell them how it can help them. You know, let them know, put it out in a blog post, email, you know, doing podcast episodes, whatever you can where you can get the message out. Now I speak at a lot of events and Kami, when I'm at conferences, I'm always talking about, this podcast. I'm talking about what we're doing with our community. I talk about my Twitter smarter community. I talk about the social ROI chat that I run. I'm always talking about the different things I'm always promoting, but it doesn't feel like promoting because I'm not trying to spam people. Through conversation, I'm just talking about these are the things I do and this is what I'm passionate about and this, you know, might be something that could help you. So, it's just having it be part of the conversation.
1: Yeah. And you can also talk about how the people that are in your communities are getting results. I really loved a recent episode of Amy Porterfield. She had Marie Forleo on and Marie talked about her B-School. She does this every year. And she talked about different hangups people have about starting their business. And she gave an example of students that came through B-School that had that same limiting belief. Like they thought they weren't good enough or they were too old or they were whatever. And she actually had a case study basically of somebody that was like that, You know. So and so was 62 years old and she sold, you know, patterns of Christmas ornaments. And she thought nobody wants Christmas ornaments year round and nobody wants, you know, whatever it was. So those people had wildly successful businesses, despite the fact that they thought they were too old or that their product wasn't something that people would buy or whatever. And so I think if you have good case studies in your back pocket of people that you helped when you're talking about your different things that you're doing. So, like, you know, so and so we helped. And you can say, hey, you know, I know somebody that took my course that had this problem, and this is how they solved that problem. Obviously, with permission of those people. But that becomes a really great way for you to talk about what you do without being all about you, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's great. So let's wrap this up. We got a really good call to action here. Yeah. How are you promoting your community? Will you try any of the suggestions that we talked about today? Did any of these resonate with you? Leave a comment here you know, on our Facebook. We really continue the conversation after each episode over there. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash communities that convert or just type in communities that convert in the search bar there. Join us. We do have a secret word. When you You go to join our Facebook, it's going to say, you know ask you like what's the secret word so cammy what is that secret word action <laughs> so just I'm put sorry. in action and we will let you through we want to have you there with us because we love continuing this conversation and we want to hear from you so that's it for this episode we'll be back yep. next week with another one talk to you soon bye bye Hey, this is Madeline, and I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website at CommunitiesThatConvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode, and we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar, that's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R, and also to Cammy. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you.
1: Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from The Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website.
0: Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. Dot com, and that sweet spelled S-U-I-T-E.
1: Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Kami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of
0: raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Kami through their website at CommunitiesThatConvert.com.